Hello and welcome to the Anxiety and I podcast. My name is Carl. I'm here to talk to you guys about anxiety, my experiences with anxiety and mental health, and also how that ties in with working in the music industry as well. Okay, so I want to start off today, actually, just by thanking everyone who's already tuned in to the uh, the intro episode, which I recorded last week. Um, it's actually been quite an overwhelming response. Uh, I had quite a lot of messages from people, uh, people I do know, people I don't know, um, just sort of saying that they felt the same or they feel the same um, and they've had experiences of anxiety themselves. And I mean, it's great. It, 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 this is exactly the reason why I wanted to do this was to get people talking and to reach out whether it be to me or to somebody that they know or uh, a family member, a loved one, and just to talk about how they're feeling and maybe understand it a bit better. And also for those that maybe live with someone or know someone that has anxiety and they don't quite understand what's going on, maybe just to give them a better understanding of, of how that person might be feeling or what they might be going through is brilliant. So if I'm able to help, a hundred people, a thousand people, or even just one person. I mean, that, that is, that is all I'm trying to do here. I'm not trying to gain anything from this myself. I'm, I'm solely doing this to, to help people in a time of need, especially now, as I've said before, with the, the, the pandemic and everything that we find going on, um, with the world and with our lives at the moment. So thank you guys so much for, for that. And, um, I hope that I can continue to help you on today's episode. I wanted to focus on the symptoms of anxiety in a, in a bit more depth and detail and how they can affect daily life. So we're looking at the psychological and the physical sensations and symptoms that, that come with suffering from anxiety. And they can have a big impact on, on, on your life. And they can, if, if, if I would say, if you let them, I mean, at times, even if you don't want to let them, it just happens, they can consume you and it can make it very difficult to get through the day. Um, and you might feel completely lost and, and, and just swallowed up by these these things so first off I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the the psychological symptoms because I think that for me those were quite prominent I mean those were probably more prominent I mean I, yes I did get a lot of the physical ones as well which are really scary they came more with the the panic attacks um, so like the elevated heart rate the sweating um, things like that the, the the headaches I mean, headaches I've I've suffered a lot with in my life anyway I mean I think I'm quite prone to headaches as it is whether that is something completely different or whether that is purely anxiety I'm not 100 percent sure but I know some of it definitely is because anxiety can create tension and, and tension headaches are very common but I wanted to talk about the way you think as an anxious person how it can affect your your thinking and the way that you think about things I think that that's one of the most common things with people that that suffer from this. So there's something called racing thoughts or uncontrollable as if you feel as if your mind is racing and it's never switching off. And I'm sure those of you that, that, that have suffered with anxiety will, will know exactly what that is. So you basically, it feels like your mind is constantly on the go and there's no let up, whether it be thinking about, I don't know, going to the shop or going out or doing something, it's constantly, ticking over churning over there's no real sort of you find it very difficult to relax basically even at night when you're trying to get to sleep your mind will be constantly churning churning going talking literally just going over and over 
and it makes it incredibly difficult to to do things like just to relax to go to sleep to to try and get some rest and you tend to to overanalyze uh, i've been guilty of this i still do this now um again it's uh, one thing with anxiety i don't want to obviously scare people by saying this but personally i don't believe i i don't think there's a cure for it i think the key is learning to manage it and to deal with it it'll always be a part of you um the key is learning to manage it and not let it manage you and not let it dictate your life. So yeah, the racing, the racing thoughts is, is a very common one. Uh, and, and the uncontrollable overthinking is, is something that all anxious people I think are guilty of. Um, it, it, we don't, we don't choose that to happen. It's just, it's just a trait of having an anxious mind and having an anxious brain and feelings of, of impending doom or dread, like something horrendous or terrible was about to happen which can stop you from wanting to do things, which can cause you to shut yourself off from people, cause you to, do you know what I mean, isolate yourself. Uh, problems with sleep, as I, I mentioned in the last, briefly in the last episode, in the intro episode. All of these things combined just make it very difficult to to lead a, a life that you would call normal, I suppose, or, or just to have a regular pattern of, of, of things that you would do usually it's it's um it's challenging it's challenging and I want to talk about ways you can deal with this later on but also if you are feeling this way it's nothing to be embarrassed or or ashamed of it's <clears throat> like I said we don't choose to feel this way it, it, it's it's who we are it's what we are it's as a person it's it just is what it is and the key is it uh, the key to any anxiety disorder or, or mental health um issue is is accepting that acceptance for me is a big part and it's the first step on the way on the road to recovery if you can accept that this is what's going on you can then learn to deal with it um it's also it is important to to get a proper diagnosis first so if you feel like you're experiencing some of these symptoms um and you're not sure what's causing them and this is all sounding familiar to you what i'm talking about now it is important to see a gp but also a GP that you trust and you have a good relationship with. Um, as I've had experiences in the past where I felt like I've gone to the doctors and they kind of just fob you off. So it's important to find someone that you can talk to, a, a GP, a doctor, a health professional that you can talk to, you have a, a good relationship with. And then accepting it is, is, is a way, is, is a, as I say, is the key to, to starting to learn to deal with it. You can take the necessary steps. Um and hopefully not let it manifest. Just believe what they tell you, because I, I had this this thing as well, where even they were telling me that I was having all these physical symptoms, psychological symptoms, like headaches, the palpitations, the sweating, the dizziness. Another thing, when you're constantly, your mind's constantly working overtime, and I get this, I've had to be fair, I've had this now. I still get this, you, you feel tired constantly. I, I genuinely can't remember the last time I woke up and I felt refreshed, like really refreshed, like I was ready to just attack the day. I just get up most mornings and I just still feel pretty tired. And I have to have a couple of cups of coffee in the morning to get myself sort of up to sort of a certain level where I'm able to attack the day. But look, it's not, it's not, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not, I'm not waking up completely exhausted like I was when I wasn't getting any sleep. I'm a hell of a lot better now. And a lot of the experiences that, I talk about that I've had well when I was younger, so in my my 
late teens, early 20s, mid 20s, but I'm still living with this now. Of course, I still have days where I have these things and my mind is constantly, I, I, I pick everything to pieces with my mind. I overanalyze everything. Um, prime example of that is, is when I'm working and I will talk about work and how it can affect your job in a, in a later episode again. But what I mean by that is, for example, so I'm a DJ by trade. Um, that's what I've been doing for full time for about six or seven years now. And so, I'll, so let's just say I've got, I'll, I'll be DJing at a wedding in front of, say, 200 people. And I'll talk about how I manage my anxiety with, with that, because obviously people might think, oh, well, that must be nerve wracking DJing in front of two, three, four hundred people. Yeah, hundred percent it, it 100% is. Um, from the first gig I ever did to, to now, I still get the same nerves and anxiety that, I, that I've always had. But so I'll go and do a gig. Everything will be fantastic. I'll get great feedback. Everyone will be like, oh, it's fantastic. We're going to rebook you up. Such and such. Just completely glowing feedback. But there will have been one sort of one instance in that night where, I don't know, maybe I've made a slight mistake on uh, a transition or <clears throat> I've um, not had the mic turned on or something like that. Something that 99% of people won't, they won't even realise that it's happened. They won't even recognise that. They won't even see that. But what I will then go and do is I'll go home and I'll pull that to pieces and I'll only focus on that one bad thing. That's the, well, I say bad thing. It's just a minute thing that's happened. And I'll pull that to pieces. I'll pick that apart and I'll think I've done a really bad job. And I won't believe all of the glowing feedback that I get the next day or the week after and, and all of the bookings I continue to get. I'll be pulling apart that one silly little mistake that I made. And you think to yourself, well, why are you doing that? What, what's going on? And that is, that's down to, to having an anxious brain, an anxious mind, an overactive, overactive mind, as I, as I call it. Um, and that's just one of, the, one of the traits. And I go back to it, it constantly, your brain constantly doing that all the time. You feel tired all the time. You burn yourself out. Your brain feels completely foggy, tired, just worn out. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult to relax. It's difficult to, to, to deal with that. But like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you ways that you can try and combat that and manage that. Um, but this is nothing to be, nothing to be ashamed or afraid, afraid of. And as bad as these symptoms, physical and, and more so the physical ones and the psychological ones, but as bad as they feel, I promise you that they can't harm you. They cannot harm you. It might it might feel like you're going to die or you're going to pass out or something like that. Something horrible is going to happen. But I promise you that it's just anxiety and it cannot harm you. It, it, it will not harm you. So, yeah, if you've been diagnosed with, with, with this and, and even if you haven't or, or you, it, some of this sounds familiar to you, believe what they've told you and just try and find ways, little things that, that you... That you, that you that you used to get satisfaction from, that you, you used to enjoy doing, that you might not feel like you enjoy doing when you're feeling anxious or down. So one of the the things that has helped me with this is is having a routine. I, I found that my anxiety is at, at its worst or at its peak if I've got too much time on my hands. So if I have, if I'm sitting around not doing anything, it then tends to creep in and I then start to have these obsessive thoughts these racing thoughts and I used to have actually I want to mention this as well because this is this is something that some of you may have um, experienced something called intrusive thoughts now intrusive thoughts it's basically so uh, the, the way I can liken it is say you know you have a song so you have a song stuck in your head that's going round and round and round and round 
an intrusive thought is, is a really unpleasant or an unwanted thought that, that basically does that. It's constantly going round and round in your head, and no matter how hard you try to, to get rid of that thought or to not think about that, the worse it gets. So basically by doing that, you're, you're feeding it, you're fueling the fire. And the only way to, to not fuel that fire and, and, and make that thought worse or constantly going around is to basically try and show it no attention whatsoever, which is incredibly difficult because if something's constantly there, it's extremely tough to, to ignore it and, 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 and not focus on it. It's really difficult. And I, I, I had really bad intrusive thoughts and I didn't know why I was having them. And I'll tell you what they were. It's not very nice. Um, but I used to have like really weird and, and horrible intrusive thoughts about death. Like not, not me dying personally as such, but for example, if I saw um, a window, I thought someone was going to jump out of it. Or if I saw a sharp object, I thought someone was going to get killed or hurt with it. And it was just, I was like, what, what's going on here? What, what is this? It was really, really odd and it was horrible. It just makes you, you feel like, oh, what's going on here? But the, the another thing as well is just because you're thinking that, by no means is it going to happen. Or, or for example, if you have something, a different type of intrusive thought, there's no, it, 100% doesn't mean that you want to act on it. No, no way at all. Um, and that's something that, that, you need to realise. Um, yeah, it was it was it was horrible. And I, this is something that I remember. I was working at ASOS at the time. Um, this was quite a few years ago now, and I actually had to leave the job because of this because I couldn't I couldn't focus on anything. But these just intrusive thoughts were constantly going around in my mind. So that's one way that it can be difficult to hold down a job or or, or, or work. But this is again this is something that I will talk about in the work episode. So yeah, a little bit. That's the psychological side of things. And I'll just talk briefly about the, the, um, the main physical symptoms that, I, that I, I experienced. And they were the headaches. A lot of them were to do with my head and my, my, uh, my, my um, face. I get a lot, I've got a lot of facial, uh, facial tension. Headaches, head pressure was one that I didn't really know what it was. It just constantly feels like someone's squeezing your head or the inside of your mind. Someone's clamping your brain. And I used to wake up every morning <clears throat> and you think, oh, here we go again, another day of these horrible symptoms. Just thinking, why is why me? Why is this happening to me? What, what, why do I have to do, deal with this again? Another day of this nonsense, do you know what I mean? And it was just so tiresome. Um, and you just obsess about them, and it just goes round, round, round. And it was, it was, it was a real challenge um, in my early years to 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 deal with this. Uh, I'm just thinking back about it now. But when you're consumed with, with racing thoughts and, 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 and trying to ward off and cope with the anxiety you're feeling, it's very difficult to focus on, on everyday tasks, focus on things like, like work or your home life. And it, it, what it can do, anxiety, is it keeps you stuck in the past and, and fearful of what's to come because you fear that you're going to have another day or, or when will this end. Um, and it basically, it, in a way, it robs you of... Of the of, of being in the present moment and and, and enjoying the present because you, you can't really do that. It's tough to remember things. Uh, memory, my memory is not as good as it used to be. That's for sure. Um, well, I don't know if that's a sign of getting old, <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it's it's not as it's not as good. Um, and 
like I said earlier on, it's it's nothing to to be ashamed of to feel like this. Especially, um, obviously, I know that men and women are going to listen to this, but I just want to mention this specifically for men because you may have, you, as, as a man, especially in modern day society, you may feel like you have to sort of portray this kind of image of an alpha male or big strong man. Um, this doesn't make you a weak person at all. I mean, you don't choose, you didn't choose to be anxious. I mean, it's, it's just something that you were, you could have inherited, you could have could have been triggered. Um, there are ways that anxiety can be triggered in people, whether that be a traumatic event in your life. A lot of people have triggers where it can set off, for example, an anxiety attack or um, an unpleasant feeling or, or, or sensation. So these can be things such as traumatic events. Um, I, for one, um, when my anxiety manifested, as, as I mentioned in the first episode, it originally started as health anxiety. I became phobic and scared of things that I was never, never in a million years. I'd never been scared of in my life. And I was just like, why, why am I now fearful of these? So I couldn't get on a plane for many years. I, I would not get on a plane. I was really fearful of flying and I couldn't get on the tube for a long period of time as well. And I'm not sure if these were triggered by a, an unpleasant event. So if you're a constant warrior and you might see something on the news, for example, like, I don't know, like a car crash or a, a, um, a plane crash, and then you won't get on a plane, you, you'll think that's going to happen to you. So things like that, yeah, it, it, can, it, can, it can manifest itself like that. But it's not, it's not anything as a man to, to worry about. And I'm hoping by doing this that it will encourage more men to talk about the way they've been feeling. So whether you've been diagnosed or you haven't been diagnosed, if this is sounding familiar to you, um, it could well be it could well be an anxiety disorder, and I would I would encourage you to talk about it and, and reach out to to a, to a professional to to talk to them and, and hopefully maybe get a bit of I say get a bit of peace of mind if you don't know what's going on and get a, diagno a, a diagnosis as to what is going on. So then it might make you feel a little bit more things. So then you know, okay, this is what I've got. This is what I've got to do. But yeah, it, it's. It is manageable. You can deal with it. And I'm always all is. Like I said, please, if, if any of this, what I've covered today has, has, has triggered something in you, um, please feel free to message me. Uh, if you do know me, if you don't know me, I, I should really actually leave my, my, um, my email or something on my socials so you guys can contact me. But please feel free to, to get in touch and, and, and talk to me. I, 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 this is something I, I'm passionate about. And I want to help people. So, okay, that pretty much covers what I wanted to talk about today. In the future episodes, I say I've got a few more coming up. So I'm going to talk about ways in which you can you can um, you can get help and, and techniques and things you can do um, to to help yourself and to to get some relief and just basically start the road to recovery. And then the big one for me that I want to talk about probably the most is is anxiety and the workplace uh, and how it can affect your your ability to work and, and, and um, the worries that can come with that as well. So thank you very much for, for, for listening. And um, as always, stay safe. Talk to people, talk to your friends. Um, you're not alone. And I'll see you guys very soon. Thank you for listening.